Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we want to thank you for just walking with us as we continue on this journey of studying the Word of God and opening up the Scriptures. There are ways that you can reach us, if you so desire, by email at pastoreric523 at gmail.com or by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061. Today we're going to continue our series on how to avoid running on empty. And the reason why I came up with that title is that as we think about all the things that we go through, all the interactions that we have during the day and, you know, our great times, I hope, hopefully that many have returned to church now or you're on, um, you, you're on the internet or wherever you have the time to gather with believers, other believers, we know that those times are precious to us, especially in the times we live in. And, you know, our hearts are glad when we go into worship, when we sing with other believers, when we give God glory. And what a great time that is. Or uh, we have the uh, special privilege of going to a conference or a revival or whatever the case may be. But we, when we have a prolonged time, when our faith is built up, when we hear our known men and women of God, and that we, our, we're just encouraged. Or uh, even in our personal times where, you know, we get together and we get into the word and God gives us. Um, um, interpretations or he gives us uh, a special word and reveals something to us of, of that resolves issues or just encourages our heart or even in our most special times our private times what I call those quiet times where the Lord will speak into our heart it may be an impression it may be something from the, your, your inner that inner voice that speaks to you, which is the Holy Spirit, and just gives you the, the direction that you are looking for. And it just makes our heart glad. It makes my heart glad. I make it personal. It makes my heart glad when I know that I know that I know that I've heard from God. So in those times, you know, we feel like uh, <laughs> I've heard the term to where, you know, you can charge hell with a water pistol. You know, you just say, bring it on, devil. I'm ready because you're ready to charge out and do what God has called us to do or, or to face the enemy in that certain situation. But there are other times to where it feels like it can feel like we're just running on empty. And that's not God's fault. God is always speaking. He's always there. And. When I read and when we started this out in the book of Romans, which I'll read again today in, in uh, chapter 1, verse uh, 21, Romans 1, 21, it talks about the steps that happen to a person, a believer, from uh, uh, even when we didn't know Christ, that when we had knowledge of God, and I'm going to read that. Let's, let's, read, let's go to um, the book of Romans 1 and 21, and it, and it reads, this is Paul talking to the Roman church, and he talked about uh, what's commonly called apostasy. It's when there's a turning away from God and turning to the world. And it says, because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. And in our last lessons, we talked about how that to glorify God is to magnify him, is to value him. Is a simple way that I can put it. It's to where, where we place value, whatever we magnify, it's what we place value of importance on. It's what we say, where our focus is. When we focus on God, when we, uh, not only, we already know that he's our supply, but even in knowing, our focus can leave him and we can start looking at the situation. We can look at what's uh, being said on the news or what uh, we heard from 
our neighbor, that phone call you just got, which is, you know, this, which can some, at times seem to deflate you. It can be, it can, doesn't have to be gossip, doesn't have to be a lie. It can be the truth. It can be the fact that, you know, um, um, an awful incident has happened or the loss of a loved one or it could be the loss of a job, whatever the case may be. And when we elevate the, the incident rather than glorifying God in it, Scripture says, and let's go to, go to this one. And uh, I want to just put this in your mind as we, as we begin to move through this. This is in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, if I can say that. 5th uh, chapter in the 18th verse. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'm going to read it again. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. It didn't say for everything. Because there are a lot of things that happen again to us. And when we are suffering a loss, when we are going through you know, persecution or uh, stuff, things of that nature, um, God doesn't send evil things to hurt you or destroy you. God is not the one that is tempting you. Yes, we know that there are things that God will allow uh, that come upon our lives. And this world will bring it upon you. You know, some, there are many people that don't like you just because they don't like you. It doesn't mean that you lied on them or you offended them or whatever. Some people just form a dislike for you because of the enemy in them and the God in you. But what uh, Paul is telling the Thessalonians is, he says, in everything, give thanks. Because well, we could all have been through awful things, hurtful things. And want to say, you know, how can I give thanks for this? That's not what the scripture says. It says in it, know that if God is for me, who can be against me? One can chase a thousand. Two can put 10,000 to flight. So in other words, God is saying, I'm with you. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you unto the end of the world, until the end of the age, until all of your days are fulfilled. And then the father is there. The, 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 Jesus is there to as you transition from this life to the next. And knowing that, that's when we can give God thanks and say, you know what? I don't know why this came upon me, Lord. Uh, I don't know why this incident happened. And I pray, God, you give me wisdom or knowledge, but I may not have that. But I know this one thing. God is with me. And you begin to pray for Lord for strength to, in, to either endure it, wisdom to go through it. Whatever God is, God is going to take you through it. And he'll be with you or he'll move it out of your way and he'll be with you. Whatever the uh, whatever happens, know that God is with me and he's for me. And if I got to go through this, so be it. I'm going with God. I'm going with thanks in my heart because I have something that the world does not have. I have Christ on the inside of me. I have a God that's here to comfort me. As we read uh, in Galatians 2.20, it's, it talks about how that the faith that I, that the, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It is not even my faith. It's his faith. It's Jesus' faith. It's his faith on the inside that encourages me that I will use to come through this. And the words that I speak, I'm not going to speak my words. I will speak the word of God. Speak, I will declare the word of God over this. I will declare, uh, uh, Proverbs 28 says what? The righteous is bold as a lion, even in the midst of 
of, of, of issues. In the midst of a trial, you can declare the word of God boldly as the roar of a lion. Our roar is when we speak God's word. Our roar is when we can praise God in the midst of all of the things that happen in life, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of death, in the midst of unemployment, in the midst of false accusation, in the midst of errors on our part, in the midst of sin which we have committed, in the midst of failure, in the midst of all of that, we can always declare, Father, I know you love me. It's not about how much you love him. It's the fact that he loves you. And he's going to see you through whatever has come upon you. No, God does not delight in us missing the mark. He does not delight in us failing. But what he does delight in is when we do fall, when we miss the mark, we go to him. We have an advocate with the Father. The Bible talks about it with that, that when we do sin, when we do fall, know that we have a God that's already forgiven us. But also we have a God that wants to empower us to come through that issue, to come through that trial, to resist that sin. That's what scripture says. Resist the devil and he'll free from you. So God will empower you. So the next time you come to this, yes, by grace, he's forgiven us. But by faith, we're going to overcome it. We're not going to fail the test every time. Jesus does not give us grace to go in, into sin. What did Paul say in the sixth chapter? He said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? No. God doesn't give you, give you, he doesn't give me, he doesn't give us grace to continue on in failure, but he gives us grace to overcome. He gives us grace to be victorious. He gives us grace so we can walk in victory, not just be victorious today and tomorrow fall. And yes, we all will have our, our issues, our failures, our errors, our, our times that we missed the mark. Those times will come. But what we have is a God that loves us, a God that loved us before we fail, after we fail, in the midst of failure. He's there. I'm, I'm with you. I love you. And if worse come to worse. And if we're sick, you know, we believe in God. We're standing on the word. We declare. I know many of us, have, we, we've lost loved ones. We, we know friends. We have um, uh, acquaintances that we know were believers. We know that they love God, that they were praying brothers, praying sisters, praying mothers, praying fathers. And, they, and, they lost, and, they, and they seemingly they lost the battle. But they didn't lose the battle. They just transitioned from this life to next. And that's why scripture says, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in everything, give thanks. No, we're not happy that they're gone. I'm not happy my mom is gone. I wish, I know, I know Mother's Day is coming. I wish I could go see her or have her come to me. But I can't. But I'm thankful for the woman that she was, for the life that she lived, and I know she's in the presence of the Holy Ghost. In that, I can give thanks. But for her leaving, no, I'm not giving thanks for that because I wish she was here with me. But I know now she's saying, one day my son, one day my children are coming to be with me. And when that day comes, we will all rejoice and give glory to God. So this is where we're going today. As we talked about uh and just starting here, this lesson about how to avoid running on empty. 
and running on empty is when you know you 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 know you're at that place where you know you seem like things just not going right. Now is the time that we transition from unthankfulness to thankfulness. From uh, I'm going to read this says again one twenty one as we begin to go forward because when they knew God they did what they did not glorify Him, neither were they thankful. So when it said that they they weren't thankful, that means what? They were unthankful. Let's talk about now. Let's go forward. Second Timothy, uh, third chapter, first verse. Second Timothy three and one. Now, this is Paul talking to uh, his uh, one of one of one of one of his uh, disciples. One of his uh, you could call him at point at one time. Timothy was a trainee. Now Timothy is not only a pastor, but he Timothy pastor one of the largest churches in that day. He was a, you would call him an apostle or a bishop in that day because he was over many hundreds, if not thousands of people. Remember, one of the things people, uh, uh, that Paul told Timothy was, you know, don't despise your youth. You're a young man, but you are someone who's been with me. You are, you are. he told him, he says, Timothy, stir up the gift that lies within you. Do not back up because of your age. And I say that to all of us. Whether we are older, whether you're younger, where, wherever you find yourself in life, God will use you right where you are because you have been anointed for 2022. If you still have a breath in your body, you will call and you are, you are anointed for such a time as this. 2 Timothy 3 and 1 says, This also know that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And we know. If you are aware, you have any awareness of what's going on, we know that these are perilous times. You know, the people are being killed on the, on the highways for no reason at all. Just a random shooting. Just because, uh, come to your door and, and people break in and take your possessions. You know, people being laid off for uh, jobs and, you know, come back disgruntled and shoot everything up, shoot everything in the, in the department or in the, uh, in the building because they lost their job. You had nothing to do with them losing their job. But you just, that person just happened to be in the way of a bullet. Bullets don't have a name on them. Well, then when they're fired, they go and they accomplish. And this is what the word of God is. We send the word out. And we know that by God, the Father said, my word shall not go out and return unto me void. And this is why we're, we're speaking the word of God this morning. is because become, I want you to be aware and myself to be aware, to be encouraged, to be thankful in all things. And it says in the second verse, for men shall be what? Love of the demon says, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. Paul put unthankful in the midst of being disobedient to parents and unholy. What he's saying is that when we aren't giving thanks for the things that God has given us, God has put in our possession, God has, has, has given it, made us to be governed over. You know, you may be in a job that not paying you enough. They, you could be in a place to where, you, you know, you feel like, you know, you know that you're qualified. Maybe you may, may be overqualified and you're not in that position. They passed over you, promoting other people. And what God is saying is in that, as we read a few minutes ago out of Thessalonians, be thankful. Know that God is for you. You are still blessed. He can bless you at any stage or level of your life. He can bless you at any time. 
What did he say about Joseph? Joseph was a young man favored by his father, anointed to, uh, uh, he was anointed, he was a seer, he was a visionary at a young age. But the issue was that Joseph told his vision to the wrong people. You recall this over in uh, the book of Genesis. How that he told his brothers about how that they would bow down to him. How the sun and the moon, which even was his mother and father, would bow to him. But because of Joseph's vision, the enemy wanted to destroy him. And what did he do? His brothers sold him into slavery. And then, he, Joseph then was taken down to Egypt. Went to Potiphar's house. You all know the story. How that Potiphar saw the anointing on Joseph. And how that everything Joseph touched was blessed. The scripture says the only thing Potiphar knew, he knew money was coming in. He didn't know how much it was. He just knew that the food that was before him was delicious and wonderful. And he didn't even know how much it was in his bank account. The only thing he knew it was growing. Because Joseph, the anointing, was in the house. But what happened? Potiphar's wife saw him. And Joseph was falsely accused, thrown into prison. So he goes from slavery to prison. But when Joseph was there in Egypt, the Lord said he was a prosperous man. This is what God is saying over you. God is saying that you are prosperous wherever you are. In your one bedroom apartment, in your car that you may be living in, in the uh, uh, in, on that couch you may be sleeping on, on that floor you may be sleeping on, you are blessed. And I've told you all, uh, I, think I'm, I think I have testified how that when I came to Atlanta, I came to Atlanta with $200. That was way back in the, in, the, in, the, in the 80s. How that when I came, you know, I, long story short, I went from staying in an apartment, staying with a brother who was, so, he was a blessing to let me stay there, to next thing I know, you know, I'm left there. and I'm sleep, The next thing I know, I was sleeping on the floor. I slept on the floor for six months, seven months, six, seven months. And... I knew this was the place God had called me to be. I knew this is where he sent me. And to make a long story short, I came over here for a job. And I can remember at the worst time when I, I was in a place, you know, I was working for little, little money, part-time, taking, taking interviews, working in the church as much as I could. And I remember one time having went to North Carolina and came back uh, on a Sunday afternoon. And his little old mother came to me. Uh, sweet mother, blessing, blessed mother, and so quiet and so peaceful, you know, just uh, to me. This is my, my impression of her. And she came up to me. And the only thing I had ever done for this mother was I just spoke to her. And I would always say, I, would, I was always taught to be respectful of my elders. So, you know, I uh, had the church van. I probably picked him up at a time or two in church uh, to bring him to church. And she came to me this, uh, this Sunday evening. And she said, Brother Hubbard, she says, how you doing? And I said, fine, mother. And she said, God gave me a dream about you. I saw you in a vision. She said, I saw you. You had, uh, uh, I think it was a wallet or whatever it was. She said, it was loaded with money. She said, money was overflowing. She said, I saw this. And you were blessed. And, you know, on the natural, if you looked at, if you would have looked at my wallet at that time, <laughs> I don't know if I had five Five dollars in my wallet. I don't know if I had enough to go buy a hamburger. I don't know if I had. I could if if, if someone offered me an apartment right then, I would have told them that look, thank you, but I don't have it because of where I was. 
but I knew that God was for me. I thanked her for her encouraging words. And did it happen the next day? No, but it did happen. And God put me in a place that where I could be a blessing to others, that I could marry the, 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 the beautiful wife I have today and to supply for her and my children and my grandchildren. But what I'm saying is be thankful. I learned to be thankful in the little that I had. And this is what God is saying to us. In your abundance, whether in your little or in your abundance, be thankful to God. Because Paul is telling Timothy, in the last days, this is what's going to be the attitude of people. They are going to be unthankful and unholy because there will be no regard or no, there'll be no regard for God. Because if you believe it, thankfulness is inside of you. You may not utter things. You may be a complainer. And we all at times, when things go wrong, we have the, uh, uh, we, if, if we allow flesh, flesh will, and I'm talking about that attitude of why me? You know, nobody knows that old song. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Everybody has problems. Everybody has issues. But the question will be, what attitude do you have in the midst of your problem, in the midst of your issue? Do you give glory to God? Do you give thanks to God? Are you someone that will honor God in the middle of your problem? Do you honor God in the middle, in the middle of your prosperity? When you get that promotion, are you still a giver? See, everybody gives, um, you know, when, they, when you got a lot of money. I'll put it like this. Sometimes I, uh, I think the greatest temptation would be when you, not only when you, when, you, when you walk in prosperity and, and some people feel like they've arrived. And they forget God. But when you have little, you are praying. Because you know tomorrow, uh, that bill's got to be paid. The, the gas got to be put in the car. Food's got to be prepared for those children or yourself if you're single. That cell phone has got to be on so you can receive calls and communicate. All those things will make us, will, 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 if you are mindful of the Father, you will pray and stay in contact with Him. But the question is, what do you do when you become blessed, what do you do when you get that promotion? What do you do when you get that raise? What do you do when you become that manager? What do you do when you get married? Is God now still the, the, uh, 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 the love of your life? Do you still honor him with your presence? And what I mean by honor him, when you go to the church and, give, and, and gather with the saints and give glory to God? Or... Are we the one of these people here in First, in uh, Second Timothy, rather, that's unthankful, unholy? And he goes on to talk about all of those traits that show us that these are the last times. But let's move on now. But again, what I'm talking about is being thankful, is being aware of what God is, is calling us to do, what God has, has, has designed for us. And see, I want to tell you about a man. Let's go now to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. I'm going to start reading in the 23rd chapter. Everybody's read this, you know, at some point or another, whether you read it or not. I remember when in school, we, somehow or another, we, I remember this 23rd Psalm being read in school. I didn't go to church very much when I was little. I was a little heathen. My God was sports on Sunday, sports on Monday, sports on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday through Saturday. Sports was my God. And I didn't read the Bible. And when I did read it, because my grandmother asked me. 
But as I might have said earlier, Grandma knew, God, there was a call on my life. She would anoint me with oil. Whenever I had an ailment, Granny would take that oil that I can still almost, I can almost smell the oil now, the anointed oil that she would get from the minister. And she would anoint my head and she would pray over me and whatever ailment I may have had went away. But what I'm saying now is that some, I remember this psalm being read. And if you read this, as we start, you're just going to read, we're gonna, not going to uh, on, talk on every scripture. But just think about the attitude of David here in Psalms 23, verse 1. He's, David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David is speaking, he's declaring the word of God. And this is what a thankful heart will do. That God is my shepherd. God watches over me. God is my help. God is my, uh, God is my all in all. So why? Because the what does the shepherd do? He protects and he provides. That's who God is. He's my protector. He's my provider. Who did Jesus say when they asked him who he was? He said, he said uh, uh, I am. When they came to the garden to, to, uh, uh, to, to take him and take him to uh, the high priest. Jesus says, I am. He was telling them, I'm God. And when he spoke it, if you go and read that, the Bible said they all fell back because just a glimpse of the, of the, uh, uh, of the, of, of the God in him put, caused all the soldiers and Judas to fall back because Jesus said who he was and not only in spirit, but he was God in flesh, but he, but he was man in flesh. But what I'm saying is that that's who we serve, the shepherd, the protector, and the provider. So just read through this. He says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Who wouldn't be thankful? Why wouldn't we be thankful for what God has already provided? What God has already said and done? What he has prepared for us? He's waiting on us. Don't you remember when I can remember when, you know, when I living at home and mom would, uh, uh, and we would, would cook dinner. And when, when supper time came, she would call us because it was prepared. This is what David is saying, that God has prepared a table before me. He's prepared. And if we go on and read this, in the uh, fifth verse, he says, Thou hast prepared a table before me where? In the very presence of my enemies. God said, I'm going to show the world. I'm going to show those who hate you and despise you. He says, I'm going to make a table that they'll not be able to eat, but only to see it. He says, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Why? Because thou hast anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. So what David is saying, God, in the midst, my enemies all around me, stuff going on, people hating and, and saying, making false accusations. The father, David said, I see what God made a table before me. He prepared a table for me. And all of my enemies could only look. They couldn't eat. They couldn't enjoy it because they weren't invited. And God said, look how I'm going to propose it my servant. Look how I prospered them. And when you know within your heart, all of us, if you've been in, 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 uh, in if you stay in God, there will come a time when you are, you are uh, uh, recognizing him and praising him and just letting God mature you. And as you grow in your knowledge of the word and you grow in your faith and you begin to activate your faith by using it, 
See, we have to take the word, speak the word, and use it. Yes, God saved us. But God not only wants you to be saved, he wants you to speak his word over your life. Grow to where you can speak your word, his word to others. It doesn't mean that you have a pulpit, but it does mean that God's going to give you opportunity to testify. We all can testify if you have a voice to speak. God wants you to testify of his goodness, being thankful for what he's done today to those who do not know his name. That's how we can show thanks, by praising him, by giving him glory, by giving him honor and letting the world know, not in a boastful way, not in a way that you know, we're taking the word and shoving it down their throat, but we're speaking it in humility and in love. We're telling him, you know, you, you know, love will, will, will sometimes, it'll cut you, you don't even know you're bleeding. I'm talking about spiritually. It will reveal things in a way, in love, to say, you know, I'm wrong. You know, now, I was wrong with them when I said that. I was wrong when I did that. God, forgive me. Uh, brother, forgive me. Sister, forgive me. Because when it's done in love, God can reveal it and he can heal it all within the same action. So let's go on now. So let's go now to uh, Psalms 100 as we get ready to close this morning. And this is Psalms 100. And this is, uh, again, this is the psalmist talking about what we do as we give thanks unto God. Psalm 100 verse 1. He said, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye land. He said, put, 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 put praise in your mouth. Put thankfulness in your mouth. He said, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That's what God wants us to do. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Giving thanks to him for what he's done. Giving thanks to him that he's promoted you, blessed you, kept you, healed you, preserved you. All of these things God has done for us. He's asking us just to give thanks. He says, I provided for you the least you can do. And what we were taught as children Always say thank you. Somebody gives you a compliment, say thank you. Somebody gives you a present, say thank you. You're at the store, you're at the uh, restaurant, and someone and the server is there, and she, he or she, they they, they uh, serve you your food, and they're attentive, and 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 and, and attentive waiter. Well, you don't complain to her about how, the, how bad the food is, and you know sitting, many times there may be one waitress and wait, waitress or waiter, and they're serving. Six, seven, eight, nine tables. You know, don't get up in a huff. I didn't get my water. I ain't leaving them nothing. That's not being thankful. You don't know what that young lady or that man, young that young man, or uh, uh, whatever their age may be. You don't know what they have to endure all day long. They're standing on their feet. They're they're providing for themselves and not their children. Be thankful for what you are receiving. And it says. In the 100th Psalm, it says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It's he that's made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and what? The sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. That's what a thankful heart will do. It will be mindful of the goodness of God, of the love of God, how he has brought you out, how he's healed us time after time after time. Yes, you might have had an operation. Yes, 
A sickness may attack your body. You may have sickness in your body right now. But be thankful that you have a God that hears our prayer. That's there for you right now. Let's go in a word of prayer as we end this teaching this morning. Father, we thank you for all you've done for us, all you do for us. And we just want to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, for your obedience. And that while on the cross, Lord, you remembered, even as you were in your agony, to, to remember the thief on the cross that called upon you. And you were the same merciful Savior at the last hour, at the last seconds, the last minute, of the last seconds. You said you will be with me in paradise. Lord, we have an opportunity now to be thankful. I pray for all these hearts, Lord, to hear you today. Lord, that we would turn to thankfulness and not unthankfulness or ungratefulness. For we are a people that, Lord, that love you. We thank you for all you've done. We pray, Lord, for those who hear us today. Any that is sick, God, we pray and speak against every sickness, every malady, Lord, that may have inhabited their body. We declare healing and wholeness, Lord. For that mom, oh Lord, suffering with cancer, to that dad, oh God, that's suffering unemployment, to that sister, Lord God, who may be in school, Lord, and don't know how she's going to survive or how she's going to pay her bills. You've already done it. You are the God. You are the Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. You have done all things, and we thank you. As Peter said, he's he given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Today, we give you praise for it. By faith, we give you thanks for it. And we honor you even now. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Join us again on our next broadcast of Journeys in Grace.